welcome to episode number 35 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast, recorded August 26, 2019. For tonight only, we're the number one podcast recorded on Monday nights. <laughs> two greatest words in the English language is default, right? Yep. <laughs> default, default. My name's Eric. I'm the host of the show. I'm based in Southern Ontario. I'm a hunter, target shooter, ham radio operator, VE3EPN, and computer geek. Uh, I got into preparedness when I was working frontline emergency services and witnessed an over-reliance on emergency services during major events such as ice storms, power outages, etc. I started a small preparedness company to help people get prepared and to be able to better look after themselves for at least 72 hours, if not longer. My name is Ian, and I live on a small hobby farm in BC. I'm an outdoor enthusiast, sports shooter, reloader, field officer for the CCFR, and my farm is designated handyman. I'm Alan. My friends and family call me a safety nerd. My background as a first responder is develop my mind for safety. I teach first aid and now stop the bleed as well. Coach my friends and family to be better prepared. I'm a locksmith by trade, and I've worked in the physical security industry for more than 20 years now. I'm Gavin, and I'm going to read the intro that somebody else wrote for me because I'm too lazy to type my own. But uh, Canadian Patriot Podcast panelist, normally the number one live podcast on Monday nights, but tonight the other CPP has that honor, mostly because I'm on it. Uh, firearms instructor with Ragnarok Tactical, first aid god, and field officer for the GTA for the CCFR. That's pretty much pretty accurate, I'd say. Sounds good. Uh, if you want to help, your humble show. Yeah, true. Uh, if you want to help support the show and uh, keep the uh, Canadian Prepper podcast on the air, you can buy a Canadian Prepper podcast t-shirt at rapidsurvival.com. All the proceeds uh, of the sales of the t-shirt help keep the lights on and the backup generator fueled. They are comfortable t-shirts. They're well-made. They are. They are, and I keep forgetting to wear mine for the podcast. Oh, jeez, you're fired. Yeah. If you're enjoying the show, please take a few minutes and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Canadian Prepper podcast and submit a review on iTunes. Also, we want your feedback, good or bad. Let us know if there's a topic you want us to cover, or if you like or dislike something we're doing. You can email us at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca, and if you want to send Eric off the deep end, give him a four-star rating. Or, you know, <laughs> we could use a few more one-stars to prove we're doing things right. Whatever. <laughs> uh, so we've got some low-carb content for you in this episode. Uh, first off, we're going to start off with some uh, news articles relating to preparedness in the outdoors. Next, we're going to let you know how we've improved our preparedness since our last episode. And we're going to get into the main topic for this episode, the keto diet and preparedness. Let's move into some news first. Um, first, the only the only thing that I found that was um, kind of relevant-ish uh, for the week, I search called off for two missing fishermen near Florida. Um, these are a couple of firefighters, unfortunately, that went uh, missing on a fishing trip off Cape Canaveral. And uh, the Coast Guard, the Navy, and several hundred civilian volunteers uh, comb somewhere in the neighborhood of 100,000 square miles of ocean. And the computer models, uh, after the length of time in the area searched, have come up with a almost zero probability of ever finding the, uh, um, finding the vessel. So that's uh, some unfortunate news and, some, and, a, and a good reason to be prepared for, prepared for the worst wherever you go. Well, especially when the ocean covers what three quarters of the globe, and you know it doesn't take yes. much to get lost and all that, right? Well, yep. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it also just shows that I mean, anyone can go missing. You know, I mean, you know, you think that firefighters should be guys that kind of maybe know a bit more than the average person and are in shape and all of that, but yeah, happens to anybody. All human, right? All yep. human. Yep. Yeah, well, for the sake of what, what are those spot GPS, uh, you know, emergency transmitters, I mean, what's that, 100 bucks tops? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. that could save save their bacon for sure. So. Yep. Anyway, uh, I had a quick article from I hate to say it, but the CBC. Uh, heavy edit, heavily editorialized uh, with a agenda built into it. Basically, they're just trying to get more money for various uh, union groups. But the good news about this article is it uh, it's a good uh, just I guess demonstration of how sometimes when you depend on ambulances, they just don't show up. So what was yeah well, what happened was this patient was waiting for an ambulance, basically a patient transfer. But basically, due to a guess, cascade of, of budget cuts and basically uh, bad socialist, you know, engineering with them when it comes to the medical system, um, they had basically too many patients waiting in the hallways on beds and ambulances sitting there lined up with more patients to get into the hospital. So those ambulances that were sitting there waiting couldn't go do actual service calls. So what happened was this guy basically started having worse and worse symptoms, and they said, "Yeah, an ambulance will be there as soon as one becomes available," and didn't come available for hours and he died so yeah it's just one of those things even in normal times there's an ambulance shortage yeah absolutely throw throw an emergency on top of that and it gets significantly worse that's why that's why like the 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 federal government suggests that we be prepared for 72 hours on our own so that we're not tying up that system and it, it is it is an unfortunate uh an unfortunate reality that um paramedics can't leave the patient until they've been handed off to the nursing staff. So the hospital staff have uh, have their their fair share of responsibility in uh, um, in getting those getting those patients turned around quickly, so you can get the ambulances back on the road. Yeah. Yes, I've got a uh, a news article here from uh, August twenty fourth, and it's just in regards to uh, government of Canada is investing in flood mitigation project in Ontario. Uh, so it says here that uh, flooding is Canada's costliest and most frequent natural disaster, and the community is looking for solutions to mitigate the costs and damages caused by flooding to businesses and residences. Uh, so it looks like they're going to be uh, putting $150,000 uh, of federal funding into uh, the province of Ontario to help uh, support updated flood mapping of uh, Lake Ontario shoreline. Uh, so sounds like a good idea. I mean, you just don't build near water is, is the, yeah. is the yeah. short answer to that, but... I mean, really, it sounds like they should have done this, oh, I don't know, maybe a year and a half, two years ago when we started getting really bad flooding. Or, you know, yeah. 20 years ago when yeah. we started building near water. Yeah, or that. Yeah, the problem is that they've even changed the building code in the last 20 years so that you can't build, you know, right up against the water like you used to. But $150,000 is really nothing when you, get, when you think about it. I mean, yeah. the last major dam projects were probably built in the 60s or 70s, and they haven't done much since. I mean... And people with you know higher population densities, you have more effect by regional flooding, right? Mm-hmm. True. So they they should uh, maybe add a couple zeros to that and start thinking, getting serious about it. Yeah. Well, it really is not that big of an amount at all. But I mean, one hundred and fifty thousand to study it is is probably a reasonable amount. It's the action part that's going to cost the real money. Yeah. yeah get true, the study. Yeah. Don't live near water. Study done. <laughs> exactly, right? We have we have pumps and pipes for a reason, you know? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But, uh, shall we move into what we've done lately for our preps? I think we should. And what we've done lately for preps is brought to you by Get Out, Stay Out Canada. The, other main, the creators and manufacturers of the Get Out, Stay Out Campfire Grill can be found at www.getoutstayout.ca. Awesome, so for myself, uh, the garden's starting to produce. Uh, so we got a bunch of cherry tomatoes out of it the other day and uh, some jalapenos. Then uh, last night, ended up uh, turning those jalapenos into some uh, wonderful jam. That looks that delicious, by the way. It was, it was great. It's got 10 jars out of it, so that was good. 
Uh, also met with uh, some of the local ham club guys. Um, I've talked to them quite a bit on the air, never actually met any of them in person. So uh, they were putting a, um, an antenna tower up around the corner from me at one of the guys' houses. So I took the opportunity to, to slide over and say hello in person and, and learn how to put a tower up. So Cool. Yeah. Did their faces match up to their voices or was that? No. Uh, never, never, it never, it never, never does. Do. No, yeah. never does. Yeah, you always paint that picture, right? And then you see them yeah. in person. It's like, no, not what I pictured at all. But hey, that's all right. Yeah. Actually, it's kind of funny. I was watching, or I've been listening to the We Like Shooting podcast quite a bit lately, and there's about six or so panelists on that one. And once I went on YouTube, I was like, oh, geez, nothing like what I expected. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm sure people do the same thing with us, too. Oh, so. absolutely. I'm sure. Yeah, but we're all much better looking than they thought. Well, clearly. Yes, yes that's how it works. <laughs> that bar is pretty low. <laughs> As for myself, I uh, just uh, spent some more time around the acreage on the, the minimal days off I had, stacking some more wood for the uh, winter season. I ran the uh, Scream and Deeming, the, uh, what do you call that, the Champion Generator, to make sure it's uh, serviceable for the winter. So I had you know, check the oil, check the uh, fluids, made sure that the actual thing would start. Um, Set so it in the crossbow for a bow hunting season, which just started yesterday. Um, had a blowout on my ATV trailer, which uh, hauls the wood around, so I ended up having to uh, get sidelined for a couple minutes with a tire repair. It's amazing when you go to Canadian Tire and ask for a tire. They said, well, we don't really sell a whole lot of tires here. I was kind of had to giggle a little bit. But <laughs> it's kind of in the name, yeah. Yeah, it's like, the, what's this on the outside of the building? But right. um, as, uh, the best part is I even asked them, I said, well, where do you, you know, expect I could find a tire like this? And they're like, oh, I have no idea, but you should go to so-and-so's place. It's like, well, then you do have an idea. <laughs> yes. It's, it's uh, yeah, they're getting what they pay for with the minimum wage there. So, um, <laughs> too I love much. that. I the answer is too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> I uh, went out to actually, uh, it took up a good chunk of my days off here. I, uh, during like, I think the three days I had off, was I uh, secured a spare bug out vehicle for my new uh, teenage prepper who's about to get her learner's license. Nice. So, uh, with, uh, yeah, with my local mentor, he's uh, he's a pretty much a car god as well. We uh, we hooked up a code reader and uh, managed to whittle down the price a bit and uh, secured a nice little starter car to the point where the wife might actually steal that car and give her our old one. But anyway, yes. uh, let's just say the insurance was double the cost of the car. Sounds right. <laughs> of course it was. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to hear me talk about that, you should go over what was that? Yeah. Ninety one or something yeah. on the Canadian Patriot podcast. Yeah, uh, it was. I read about that for a while. It's funny how I thought about you when I was I was looking at that. I was like, really? Oh, now I know where else coming from. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, yeah. Sorry, you kind of skipped over you, Gavin. Did you want to throw anything in there? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I mean, I've been traveling a whole lot. Um, I guess I can kind of fill people in on, on that. So we haven't really announced it, but uh, Andrew and I, um, we got a, a deal to go teach the fifth division shooting team for CAFSAC. So we were off doing that. Um, they are better now. <laughs> so that's good. Explain they to were, the average listener uh, who they are. Uh, so two RCR out in New Brunswick at Gagetown. Um, CAFSAC is a big military only. Used to be only Canadian teams, but now they basically anyone that wants to, but it's still mostly Commonwealth teams go and shoot a service rifle style course of fire. Um, they asked us to come and teach their people to be better shooters. Um, we were, it was an interesting experience. Let me say that. Does, we got mistaken as special forces. Uh, does 
And well, the beards <laughs> give it away. Yeah. For for our American listeners, if they are out there, the two RCR is the second regiment of the of the uh, the second battalion of the Royal Canadian Regiment, and yes. uh, Gagetown is a swampy disgusting mosquito filled place where you go and get trench foot and apparently shoot long distances. Accurate. Does anybody else see the irony in the fact that we had civilians teaching the military to shoot? Yeah, it was an yep. interesting, interesting experience. Um, and then I also, um, my lovely girlfriend, it was her birthday not too long ago. So my girlfriend, Angela or baby goes pew pew. If you're on the gram, um, I bought her an AR or she bought herself an AR lower when they were kind of going like crazy. And then we bought the I bought her the parts kit for her birthday, and we we built that over the weekend. So she now has a functioning AR lower. Nice, cool. Yeah. And any girlfriend that's willing to take a parts kit for a birthday present is definitely a keeper. Oh yeah, well, yeah. I mean, and we went out for dinner to to Antler because <laughs> delicious venison. So was there any protesters outside? No, I think they've uh, given up on that. They uh, yeah, very 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 low energy protest that they gave up. <laughs> That was a uh, what was that about six months ago? They were uh, protesting outside of the antler, and the, I think the owner sat down and had a big uh, tender bite in front. I of think them. it's more like a year ago now at this point. But uh, yeah, I, it, they've been basically ever since the guy did that. There's been a two week waiting list to get a table there. Perfect. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Which, if you're in the Toronto area, I'm sorry, but if you are, go there for dinner. It's excellent. Nice. Good to know. There you go. That's uh, that's good to good to have on the list. Toronto's not that far drive. Yeah, I mean, if you happen to be in, you know, that turd hole. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can you can make it less less bad by going there. Yeah, yeah. And come on, Gavin, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of food, shall we move into the main topic of the show? Oh, we got got to let Alan say his piece. Look at that! I'm I, not paying attention. I didn't do much interesting. I got uh, we got some new cast iron into the house. Um, my uh, my lovely lady's uh, family is all over uh, um, all over the uh, the thrift stores and the second hands and the the uh, uh, yard sales and finding us cast iron all over the place. So found a nice big uh, nice big like ten inch deep skillet it was phenomenal um so this is you kind of started into the house it's and then uh spent some time honing the fishing skills with the uh with my boy monster uh we didn't catch anything but we had a good time and got uh you know anytime we got lines in the water we're uh we're, we're winning so taught a couple of classes this past, the last couple of weeks uh so we got some new people certified to stop the bleed and uh some more first aiders kicking around the kicking around the province so that was a that was a good week nice <clears throat> There we go. That's that's all I got. All right. I don't think I'm missing anybody else now, right? Nope. I think that's all of us. Okay. All right. Well, now we'll move into the main topic. <laughs> all right. So I guess why are we talking about this for preparedness? Because it's uh, it's not a health podcast, although we'll talk about those later. Um, I'm looking for your guys' feedback as well. But I mean, basically, you know, in all seriousness, I mean, yeah, I can learn anything from Zombie Land. And 28 days later, is you got to be in shape for to run those those bad guys, but. Uh, also a listener request, but uh, what are your guys' thoughts on this? No, uh, anything helps, right, to get you get you ready for things. If you you feel you got to shed a few pounds, why not uh, look at this as an option? Victory loves preparation. It's uh, the, the the sooner the sooner you start with this, the the less bad your life will be overall. Yeah. Plus, it's an excuse to eat as much bacon as you can possibly get your hands on. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's got to be the best part of this diet. Um, <laughs> So trigger warning for all those doctors and keto experts out there, we are not experts. And my wife will also attest that I am not a, an expert at all. Uh, 
uh, over and over again if you let her. Uh, <laughs> she's not listening tonight. Just, yeah, yeah. If she is listening tonight, I'm already in trouble, so that's fine. Um, but the wife does approve of this diet. Uh, she did study nutrition for years, and she's a, a certified holistic nutritionist. Um, and trust me, if this lady who has a problem with the glass of water in certain cases says this diet's okay, you know it's been scrutinized. So you have to trust me on that one. Okay, so I saw this in the show notes. She has an issue with a glass of water. Can you expand on that a little bit? Is that Absolutely. like an Alex Jones issue with a glass of water or her <laughs> no, own issue? Not, not the you turn of the frogs gay kind of issue. More of a, I said, like, like, we were having a discussion, discussion, adult discussion one day. And I said, you probably have a problem with a glass of water. And she goes, yeah, I do. If it's a cold glass of water, because it puts your body into shock, you should have a lukewarm room temperature glass of water. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Seriously? Yeah, so it's, it's true. It, it, if you really deep, dig deep down far enough into the health aspect, you can find a problem with pretty much anything. You absolutely can. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, <laughs> on that note, it's a relatively easy diet to maintain. Um, it, fast. It can, it can be, yeah. I would say. I, I'm going yeah. to put yeah. easy in quotes there. Um, yep. Relatively easy diet to maintain. And I'm going to also put in quotes, fast results. It's all what you put it, into it, right? It, yeah. it can be uncomplicated, I think, is probably the best way to put that. Yes. Yeah. So the, the theory behind that, correct me, please, guys, as I go along here, um, you want your body to enter a state of ketosis, which basically means running on either external or internal body fat and not carbs. So, yeah, far so the, the, the major theory is that if you um, – if like our bodies, our bodies burn calories in – in a specific order, and we burn carbohydrates first because it's the easiest fuel. It's the easiest fuel to consume. When we don't have any carbohydrates left, we 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 switch to we switch to fat, which is the next easiest thing to consume. And so, if you starve your body of carbohydrates, then and um, and give yourself and give your body a surplus of fats, then it will then your body will simply burn fat instead throw in a calorie deficit where your body is relying on its internal fuel instead of external fuel. And all of a sudden you're burning your own body fat without, um, without a whole lot of effort. Yeah. So I mean, basically the theory also being is that, like you said, if you're not taking enough calories, meaning basically as soon as you start exercising while on keto, your caloric intake is probably not going to be enough. Uh, so it's going to start using fat for your body and it's weight loss. Um, mm -hmm. So the, the nice thing is with this diet is, you know, whether your fat comes from avocado or oils or actual fat, fat from meat, it creates a sense of satiety, which makes you kind of eat less. Because as you know, when you have that turkey with gravy, you feel full. Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alan, I think actually you're probably more of an expert on this one too, but um, the blood sugar spikes when you eat. Uh, do you want to touch on that? Absolutely. Yeah. So when, when, when we eat, when we consume calories, and this happens for absolutely everybody, for absolutely everything, um, our blood sugar rises. We that our our pancreas then produces insulin, uh, releases into the bloodstream to level out those um, uh, level out that blood sugar level, and then produce and then reduces the amount of insulin when the blood sugar when your blood sugar level gets lower. So the harder you like, the more the more sugar you put into your body. Uh, so the more carbohydrates, the faster it's produced, it's, it's uh, metabolized as sugar, the more insulin your body has to produce, and then the harder the crash afterwards. Everybody's felt the sugar high, right? We've all, we've all been there. We've all felt the sugar high. 
and crash and then the sugar yeah. crash is when your is when the is when the insulin uh, the insulin kicks in to overcome that and if you think about it in terms of a car right if you're driving if you're driving a car and you're driving at a reasonable speed and you slowly apply the brake you feel yourself stopping sometimes but you can do it slowly enough that you don't even feel it but if you're speeding in your car and then you slam on the brakes you've got that big um, that big crash essentially that big that like that sudden stop and you can feel it same concept, right? The, the the harder you the harder you push the uh, the harder you push your pancreas, the harder the crash is going to be afterwards. Which yeah. also leads to long term problems like diabetes and everything else. So if you're eating nothing, oh, like absolutely, sugar, you know, yeah. lollipops over and over again, and you're you're stomping on the gas and stomping on the brakes, that's what yep. causes you know type two diabetes down the road. Is that you basically beating the crap out of your pancreas, right? Yeah, exactly. and if somebody that that has the diabetes from doing exactly that in my youth. Uh, I can tell you from from experience that you know they for me at least uh, eating keto has allowed me to keep my blood sugars where they need to be without taking medication or having to exercise profusely which is huge for preparedness aspect if there's a lack of social services right absolutely yeah. well and like this this whole concept actually came about in the uh, in the late 1800s early 1900s it was studied for um, uh, people who suffered from seizures so specifically people who had epilepsy uh, is where it was is where this whole concept originally came from and they found that people who suffered from seizures had fewer seizures when they didn't have um, when they didn't have carbohydrates and it's still it's still a thing today. I was actually just um, we were just watching a, a documentary the other night, uh, for like a, a mystery diagnosis kind of thing. And they found this one this one woman was having um, like these intense muscle muscle pains that related back directly to um, an overproduction of glycogen or an uh, sorry an under metabolization of glycogen, and it came back to eating carbohydrates. She stopped eating carbs and this like mystery pain that had been plaguing her for 10 years and stopped her from living her life went away yeah it's oh, funny i mean i i mean i'm not going to name names but i used to live like north of 60 we'll put it that way and the rate of diabetes uh, epilepsy uh, all sorts of other things went through the roof because their diet really consisted of high carb snacks pop with high sugar you know considering mm -hmm. that one pop has more than your daily allowance of sugar in it and yeah. uh yeah, it was just a horrible diet, and you, lo and behold, the health problems yeah. showed up early. Yeah, I can confirm because I had a friend of mine that got a, a job as a, a pilot flying supplies up there, and it would be full of pop and chips. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. He just like, I don't believe it. Like, the whole plane was just full of cases of pop and bags of chips. Oh, even if you look on the old early episodes of Ice Pilots in season one, they said, you know, critical supplies getting to the town after the weather cleared. And what was it? It was pallets of pop, pallets of chips. Yeah. Yep. It's right on video. So anyway, uh, so yeah, it, there certainly is something to the high carb, you know, high sugar diet not being good for you, clearly. Um, We've got a valid comment <laughs> on the live chat here too from, uh, yep, that's me saying there, there's no essential carb carbohydrate or carbohydrate. <laughs> that's right. You sure, sure about that? <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure beat, about that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I beg to differ slightly. Um, yeah. Because, you know, there's a few oh. essential carbohydrates. <laughs> there, are, there are low carb beers that really do not taste that bad. <laughs> Yeah, actually, yeah, we got to talk about those later on. That bad and good are two different things. Oh, absolutely! No, it's it's definitely not excellent beer, but it's not, it's if my choice is no beer or that beer, I'll take that beer. Yeah, 
So yeah. the basic premise, as a reminder for the uh, the new listeners that haven't heard of this keto diet before, is basically lots of lots of vegetables with a fair amount of meat, not too much, and just no yep. starchy foods. So no rice, no potatoes, no wheat. Um, but the good news, like we mentioned before, is bacon is allowed. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> and actually, we're we're going to be experimenting with our own bacon here momentarily. We we bought half a pig last week. I forgot to mention nice. that. What is it for fairness? So we're gonna get half a pig delivered, like in the in the raw. Is it so really preparedness to... though when it doesn't last that long? Well, <laughs> yeah. it's not consuming supplies from elsewhere within the within the uh, within the chain. So, but we're also gonna practice our canning with it too. So that'll work. Oh, too. okay, there you go. There yeah. You go. yeah, I'm I'm done with that. Yeah, yeah. So as you know, the, the theoretical here. I mean, like we talk about low carbs and everything else. Try doing this diet on the road is not easy. So no, it sure isn't. Yeah, it's, that's kind of why I fell off the wagon a little. I was I was off and then back on, and then I was eating military hay box meals for a week, and it was just like, well, this is what they've brought out for us. So, yeah, and, and, I, and like military rations are designed to be high in carbohydrates because they want you to have a lot of fuel quickly to keep keep going. Well, um, and it, I mean, government supplied food has to follow the you know government's healthy eating guide, or otherwise. <laughs> What's the point, right? Absolutely. Which happens, also, which, also which happens to, be... to be the exact same as what they used to fat up cattle for slaughter, by the way, is when you actually take the, the percentages and uh, you know ratios for wheat to protein and everything else, the Canada Food Guide matches the fattening for slaughter for cattle. Huh. Just saying. Kind of huh. appropriate. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so the military, yeah, they want you to charge the hill fast. They don't care if you're going to live next week or get diabetes 10 years down the road. They want you to be able to charge that hill now, right? So yep. yeah. different purpose with those things. Yeah. Um, for myself, I mean, I think Eric and a couple other guys here can get a test when you're on the road. It's like you go to Tim Hortons. What's everything in that menu got in it? It's like sugar. wheat, sugar, yeah. oh, everything. They're, they're, they're crafty little buggers, though. Like the Tim Hortons coffee is loaded with sugar and fat. If you get a double-double, look what you're getting. Yep. You're getting more sugar than a daily Yep. Everything. You go well, to the grocery store even... and you look at your carb content on damn near everything. Yeah. There are hidden carbs in it. You're like, what? Why is yeah, there well, sugar so, in this? Yeah. <laughs> one of, one to, of the like, big ones is one of the big ones is sauces, right? We we forget we forget the sauce, and the sauce yeah. is what the sauce will kill you on just about anything. Um, my big thing at Tim Hortons is if you get the um, you get the like the sausage and bacon breakfast. But without the wrap, and they yeah. will put it in a lettuce wrap for you if you if you ask really nicely. Please don't do it at the drive-through, but they will put it on a lettuce wrap for you. Or if you've got three minutes to sit there, you can just get it on a plate, and then you can ah. cut the carbs. Oh, that's good because I was actually going to mention that later on too. There's a few of them that are they're keto friendly now. Yeah. I mean, uh, so for myself, like I just uh, I try and do as best I can when I'm on the road. But you know, if you can't, just try and keep the sugars as low as you can. Yep. Um, Tim Hortons, same thing. The Caesar salad. If you add chicken. Take away the croutons. It's seven bucks, and the total carbs is one gram, because that's what's in the salad dressing. So yep. it's actually uh, still pretty good. The Caesar really dressing not bad. Well. And then you, you throw in the fiber of having the uh, of having the salad on top of that, and you're probably you're probably down pretty pretty close to net zero. So yeah. So most fast foods uh, places, like you mentioned, do a lettuce wrap. So whether it be White Spot, it's right on the menu at White Spot. Uh, A and W. I think White Spot's a Western thing, but A and W. Uh, they don't even blink when you ask for a lettuce wrap. Um, no. Nope. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's nice that right. you can do side salads in most of these places just to avoid the fries or pop, right? Yeah, yeah. Five Guys does lettuce wraps. Yep, Every, everybody does yeah. if you ask for it, yeah. Yeah, McDonald's, uh, um, you can just buy the patties. 
Yep. Yeah, so uh, the other thing I was going to say when, I'm, when you're on the road, if you go to the grocery store, just kind of stick to the periphery, like the outside ring of the grocery stores, that's usually the produce aisle and the meat aisle, you'll probably be okay. Um, the one thing yeah. I had this – oh, go ahead. Even within the prepared stuff, um, most most grocery stores will have um, hard-boiled eggs and salads in the like prepared foods yep. area that are not so bad. Yeah. Again, watch the, watch, the, watch the dressing if you're going to get a salad. Um, but an oil and vinegar, yeah. an oil and vinegar dressing is tasty, cheap, easy, and, um, yeah. doesn't, uh, doesn't add to your carb content for the day. Yeah. So we talked about, uh, all that stuff. Uh, bulletproof coffee is kind of a, uh, what do you call it? A foundation of this keto diet uh, with a lot of people when they're first starting out, uh, yeah. which basically involves yeah. putting butter in coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm serious about that. It's, so, it's something I've I've never done. I've heard of I've heard of it. Oh. I've always used MCT oil instead, and I've had excellent results. Whoa, whoa, whoa yeah. that's not legal. That's <laughs> actually that's CBD. You're thinking uh-huh. so, uh, <laughs> CBD yeah. MCT oil, yeah. which stands yeah, for medium chain triglycerides. I do believe medium chain, which is which is a really fancy term for coconut oil. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. been that's been fractionated down to um, out out to its really basic parts. And it's um, it adds it adds fats without adding without adding sugar. Uh, I find that gets me through um, that gets me through from about um, eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night through till one or two in the afternoon. If I've just got my coffee with MCT, I can drink that all day, and and I'm uh, I'm pretty set until until the afternoon. Yeah, when Sorry. I was when I was big on it, like I, I don't drink coffee, but I do tea. I would do a bulletproof tea, and I would put a little bit of coconut oil and butter in it, and then even just like. A tiny little bit of salt, just yep. to to bring out the flavor some more. Uh, and it's actually my girlfriend is still all on it, and she's just bought a frother, a portable nice. frother for her coffee, so she can do that on the go. She's weird so, like that. So the Tim Hortons coffee they serve, you just go with a double cream that actually isn't a high enough fat content to overcome the lactose in the cream. Yep. So yeah. it's not really, I guess, keto friendly unless you do a, just a black coffee. But if you happen to bring you know MCT oil or coconut oil with you and butter, you can actually mix it together, make your own bulletproof coffee on the road. But that's if if again if you go in and you don't go to the uh, you don't go through the drive through, you can ask them for a little container of butter and they'll give you one. Uh, and or whipping cream. Yep, if, or whipping if they cream. have it. Yeah. Yep, that's well, that's uh, and that's yeah. a that's a start that's a Starbucks thing too. If you if you ask for whipping cream on your coffee, like get a black coffee and whipping cream, it's um, it's rather palatable. Yeah, no, it's really good actually. Um, just as a reminder to listeners, they're digging this idea already. Uh, there are limits. So um, Doritos brand cheese salsa is technically keto. I actually proved it to my wife, the health Nazi. So, oh, sorry. I mean, I mean, I mean the fun vampire. I mean, no, no, no. Uh, my nutritional consultant. Um, so you're saying is it's a good thing you're not at home right now. Yeah. <laughs> so you will not be joining us next week, and the funeral is planned for September. <laughs> yeah, no, no. She'll she'll be watching this, and she'll be like, "I'm not amused." But anyway, um, no, seriously, I actually approved her that, that Doritos branch cheese salsa is actually keto. But do you yep. really want to eat it when it's like two molecules away from plastic? No. Nope. So uh, you could dip pork rinds in cheese salsa and still stay keto. Probably not a good idea for long term. So the, uh, the um, idea is that focus on the vegetables, right? I have yeah. a rather specific love of pork rinds. Um, and actually we're planning a road trip. I think the place is in Hamilton. And there's a, there's a pork rind emporium where they make Ooh. several different flavors of them and i'm going to go uh, investigate I, that yeah i might need to meet you at said pork yes I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you know i'll let you know when we're going and we'll yes, uh so we'll when, go when is this happening yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
there, there is one in uh, in Ajax that I've been to, and oh man, they are excellent. And they also oh, yeah. actually have um, like very very low carb barbecue sauce. Like so, I, I will give I will give a shout out to a um, um, to a brand that is near and dear to me, and it's uh, it's a brand based in Windsor called Tunnel Barbecue. Um, the company there. Um, they had a restaurant near the near the the Windsor side of the tunnel for many many years. Uh, the restaurant's since closed, but the, the sauces and spices live on, and they are excellent. They are super tasty and all have under five grams of sugar per serving, all under five grams of carb per serving, uh-huh. which is and they're like they're per, it's like per two tablespoon serving, so it's actually a, a fairly decent sized serving to uh, uh, and a fairly low carb content. So um, that is uh, I'll give a little shout out there. That's if you can find that in a lot of metro stores. And a lot of food lands in, uh, in southern Ontario have TBQ sauce on the shelves. Nice. Yeah, I, just, I ran to my fridge and grabbed mine. Um, it's Buster Rhinos. So these guys also do, do the pork rinds, um, and they're excellent. Well, it's kind of funny because you, you look at the average like bullseye barbecue sauce, and it's amazing how much sugar in those is in those things, right? It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Like when you start th- when you start looking at it from a from from that perspective, the amount of sugar that is in absolutely everything is really disheartening. Yeah, so I mean, the wife's advice uh, for this episode, I actually asked her for a couple uh, tidbits, and she was saying stick to cruciferous vegetables like cauliflower, uh, mm-hmm. throw in as much lettuce, cable, kale, cabbage as you want. Uh, Cauli rice is available at Costco. Uh, you can make pizza crust out of cauli rice. You can use it as a side dish. You can use it as pretty much everything. So, uh, second shout out to my uh, my beautiful fiance Claire, who yeah. makes the best cauliflower pizza. In the world, and I will stake any any other cauliflower pizza up against hers. It is absolutely phenomenal. I prefer it to the wheat crust. Oh, actually, it's it. it's kind of funny. I do too now. Like it, it, the first couple of times, I was like, really? And uh, I have to hand it to the wife. Yeah, she's saying uh, the way she does it. It's actually preferable. It's actually tastier. Yeah, it's tastier. It's it's not as it doesn't make you feel like like. Like you've got a stone in your stomach afterwards. It's phenomenal, um, and she makes it. She's. I mean, she's an excellent cook in general, but she makes an excellent, uh, an excellent cauliflower crust pizza, and it's. Uh, it is worth every bite, and I will fight anybody that says that they make a better one. That <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys mentioned the low carb beers there. Do you guys know the brand names? Wasn't there like a Coors or a uh, Budweiser or something? Well, well, there's Michelob Ultra is uh, three three grams per king can. Um, that's been mine. That's been mine for the last couple of uh, couple of months. Is, is that's what I've been drinking. Um, Coor, there's a there's one. Of, I think it's Coors Light is only a few grams as well. Um, and sometimes it's worth it, and you just got to drink the real stuff. And Gavin, yeah. you uh, you have a bit of a recipe for some low carb uh, drinks out there, don't you? Yeah, uh, pretty much anything that has hard liquor in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, whiskey, anything uh, anything yeah, over forty yeah. percent is good. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of the Coke Zero and and any sort of whiskey, personally. Which which is kind of funny when you think about it, like from a diet perspective, but it works, right? Like I mean, because it's the right absolutely. Thing. I mean, you got to watch it though when you drink. If you drink and get drunk, it doesn't throw you out of ketosis, but it will pause the keto process. Yeah. Well, and so, uh, another another point and there will be there's again lots and lots of debate amongst the keto community about it is that um, even artificial sweeteners theoretically can spike your insulin your body has a hard time differentiating between real sugar and artificial sugar so um, watch your watch your fake sweeteners that said um, if it works for you anything that you drink anything that you put in your body that isn't sugar is better for you than sugar 
Yeah, I can tell you from personal experience if whatever you're, ha you're eating has a sorbitol in it, that's been known to cause diarrhea. So be very careful on what you eat on that one. And that's what they use. If you've ever had those, the Haribu sugar-free gummy bears or read the amazing online review on them. If you, <laughs> if you haven't, you should. That's what they use in that. Um, and then I believe it's malitol is the one that really spikes your blood sugars. Yeah, it sure can. Yep. And malitol, I think, was was it malitol or was it aspartame? Was designed as an ant poison originally because they were so sweet they took it back to the queen and it killed her instantly. So you got to be careful yeah. with what you're eating. Yeah, that was that's aspartame. Is uh, yeah. aspartame's pretty pretty nasty for you, but yeah. um, they're all bad. And in a perfect world, we would all drink nothing but tea or coffee, tea and coffee and water. But um, life is better with whiskey. So yeah. yeah, that's all I have to say about that. It's, it's Especially low if it's in coffee. Yeah. 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 So as a, uh, as a reminder, so net carbs is what I think we're looking for with this diet. So you don't really have to watch much of anything as far as uh, what you eat goes per se, but uh, read the nutrition info on anything you're taking into your body. So the net, or I guess the basic rule, you guys can correct me here, is, is carbs minus your fiber count is your net carbs. Yeah. Yes. Um, again, there are within within the the keto community. There's there's great debate whether you should be counting net carbs or total carbs, and counting fiber as a bonus. Um, of course, your carb your your target carb should be as low as possible, and then if there's fiber there, then that's even better. But um, net carbs is a good is a good uh, kind of easy way to um, easy way to to keep track of it. Yeah, I've always kind so, yes. of aim for, for 20 net grams of net carbs and sort of no more than 50 gross carbs is personally. Yep. Yeah, so, kind of so my, wife is, my wife is a little more ambitious. She was always trying to go for 15 net carbs, which is very hard to do. Yeah. Um, but if you read the nutrition info, I think we had a chat about this one three or four months ago. We actually looked at a package of macadamia nuts from the dollar store. It actually ended up being a negative carbs because the fiber was so high. Yep. Huh. So then you can eat all the ice cream you want, so long as you just eat enough macadamia nuts. <laughs> Top sense. <laughs> Maybe not. That's not how it works, guys. Yeah. The more Maybe I not. This diet, the more I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and this is my number one problem for uh, from a personal perspective is uh, I I love eating all sorts of like steaks, pepperoni, whatever have you. Uh, but you have got to be aware of eating excess protein in various forms because it creates something called gluconeogenesis and you know I didn't come up with that term so um, basically what happens if you eat too much meat it turns excess protein into sugar believe it or not which I didn't believe her at all until she showed me the, the documentation behind it mm -hmm. and so if you do create excess sugar by eating too much meat it actually turns right around and stores those excess carbs as fat which yep. negates yeah. the whole diet so keep mm -hmm. your uh, you know keep your excess carbs low uh, try not to go crazy on the meat vegetables believe it or not are actually good for you yeah, that's why, like, when people ask me about it, they're, oh, like, it's Atkins. I was like, yeah, not really. It's low-carb, high-fat, and, like, mid-protein is how I like to describe it. Because, yeah, you yeah. don't want to spike yeah, that so... blood sugar by eating too much meat. Although Exactly. Is it really such a thing in my mind? No, yeah. it meets the best part. Let's be honest. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we don't all go looking yeah. for a kale salad when you got a steak right now. Yeah. Like what other diet can you eat all of the eggs and bacon and cheese that you want? Yeah. My my favorite my favorite thing to do is cook a bunch of bacon in the pan and then crack a few eggs into it and cook the eggs in the bacon grease. Oh yeah. It is oh it is absolutely. The best. So I a little bit, was little bit actually of salt and pepper. Frying my bacon in butter. Oh yeah. 
Uh, I mean, my oh, wife actually did this yeah. morning made out those uh, those chaffles I forgot to mention earlier. So uh, cheese and egg waffles. So you take cheese and eggs, put them yeah. in, in the waffle iron, and yep. it actually tastes like a waffle without the wheat. And it actually worked really well today. That was the first time we had that. But we made we made one time um, cheese taco shells. Yes, yeah. and that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Apparently, <laughs> Costco at least some of them have them that you can go pick up. Yes, uh, uh, the ones the ones near us don't. Um, I yeah. know I know most of the ones stateside do, but I haven't seen them in Canada. But yeah, cheese. Yeah, they're like cheese tortillas and cheese cheese taco shells, and they are. Um, I mean, it was really rich. Like normally, you know, I could eat you know three hundred or so tacos. I got like one or two of these ones down because there's so like there's so much food in a cheese taco shell. But it was uh, oh man, was it ever good. Yeah, and that's kind of the one neat thing that I found about this diet. Like, I mean, you know, like we were saying earlier, like you still have to count your your calories and make sure that you're getting enough or not too many because as low as your carbs are, if you eat like, you know, a million calories in a day, you're going to get fat. Like Absolutely. But when you're on keto and you, you're fully into keto, the first two weeks or so are usually rough. But once you're fully into it, I found that at least personally, I don't have to count my calories because like, I just don't get that hungry because like yep. you were saying earlier, like the fat kind of keeps you content and you're good to go and you may yep. not even need to eat a meal because you're just like, I'm just not hungry. Yeah, that's actually happened a lot of times with me now. I was kind of surprised that I'll skip a meal because I'm working outside or whatever and it's just like, eh, whatever. Yep. Yeah. You know, it, which did, never happened before, right? Yeah. Which I think is, I think is probably one of the like bringing it back to a preparedness perspective is probably the the biggest advantage of it is if, you know, I mean it's it's normal for me to not eat for sixteen, eighteen, twenty hours. Yep. And when you think about when you think about how long eighteen to twenty hours is, and if I don't have to stop for food and I'm not and and I'm not getting hangry later, right? Because I don't have that insulin drop, I don't have that blood sugar drop. Yeah. Um. So when it comes time to be hungry, I'm like, okay, I'm hungry. But I'm not like I'm gonna stab a person to yeah. to get to get to get a, a uh, oh, yeah. you know Snickers well, bar yeah. into me because I don't, yeah, you, I don't I don't need it. More consistent and longer energy levels is what I found. Like when I was yep. fully into it, I was sleeping an hour less a day, but I was getting better sleep and just consistent energy. Because before, even when I was taking you know meds for diabetes, like your your sugar is still all over the place. Like sure. But on this, so, it's just steady. It's just constant energy all day. It's awesome. Yep. Well, the problem is though, is like you know, it's easier to store a bag of rice in the you know, your gamma container. But how easy is it to store like fresh kale and everything else? And so it, the problem you is for long smoke all that meat and store that. <laughs> yeah, or, or can it as best you can? Yeah. I think uh, for long term storage, it's not as easy as like the the you know the the mainstays of preparedness, like your rice and wheat and yeah. beans and no, everything it, else. It sure isn't. But, but honestly, I think at that point, you're probably not worried about your calorie outlay at that, you know, if something does go horrendously wrong and you're on food storage, you're probably less worried about staying in shape because you're going to be losing weight no matter what. Absolutely. Yeah. But all the more reason to have an indoor garden. Mm -hmm. okay, there you go. Yeah. Well, and, so, and frozen, like frozen and freeze dried um, vegetables retain significant portions of their, of their uh, nutritional value. So it's, uh, it's not, um, you know, it's not as easy to store it, but one, but if you do, if you do find that way, it is perfectly acceptable to have, I mean, like canned, canned and frozen vegetables, although they have a different texture, they still have approximately the same nutritional value. Yeah. 
I mean, one thing uh, that I've had to struggle with quite a bit is like, you know, I think Gavin, you mentioned it too, is that, you know, like you'll be on this diet and then all of a sudden, you know, somebody will put down a plate of sushi that you've been craving or whatever yeah. uh, that's got carbs in it. You know, cheat meals are okay. And even the, I think the hardcore guys yeah. are on YouTube talk about it, like having a, a cheat oh, you day. Have to. You have to. Yeah. Is one thing, or even a cheat, uh, preferably probably a cheat meal versus a cheat day. But, yep. uh, yeah. Don't get disheartened if you are on this trying this diet and all yeah. of a sudden you know you just break down after a couple of weeks and have something. Go ahead, like it's, oh, it's yeah. not going to kill you. Yeah, one meal isn't like yeah that meal may throw you out of ketosis marginally, but if you just get right back on it and you you won't even notice. So mm-hmm. here's here's the here's the big thing like the the overriding thing about diet in general whether it's keto or being a vegan or whatever, right? You didn't get fat in a day. Right. One meal didn't make you fat. So one meal isn't going to make you fat again. Yeah. Yeah. Nor is one meal going to make you healthy. So exactly. Exactly. It's all, it's, it's it's more consistent. It's more consistency over the long term. So efficacy guys, uh, bottom line for you, Alan, does it work? (laughs) hundred percent. Um, hundred like one, one hundred percent. Uh, not quite two years ago. I was 140 pounds heavier than I am now. That's wow. really impressive. That's the best story I've heard in a while. Actually, that's, that's uh, all. That's all there. That's all there is to say about it. Yeah. Um, it, it was. It was consistency. It was. Now it was a combination of increasing my, um, increasing my uh, my calorie output. Right. I, I had a job where I was on my feet nine hours a day, which is fine. Right. It's good. Uh, I increased my increased my exercise. Um, stopped eating sugar and things that I noticed, right. I have, um, you know, I've, I've, have, have a learning disability that has, um, um, essentially made itself scarce, right. I, I, I can tell if I've had sugar, I can't focus on anything, but when I, when I don't, I can, you know, I can, t- I have the ability to tune out. Like I have, a, I have a, a neurological impairment that makes it hard for me to tune out sounds around me. And so if two people are having a conversation, you know, off to the side, um, I'm, I'm unable to take, to, to, to not hear what they're saying and just focus on what somebody else is saying. I find when I'm not, when, when I don't have sugar in me, that's a lot easier to do. It's a lot easier to focus. Um, it's a lot easier to tune that out. I have, um, I, I'm not wearing it at this exact second, but I have a belt that is almost, almost two full feet shorter. Actually, I am wearing it. So, uh, if, if you're watching on YouTube, that belt right there is uh, eight, 16 inches too long for me now. It fit me when I bought it. Same thing. Wow. Uh, I don't know if you can see that. Yeah. Like, I think I went down three yeah. belt notches on keto now, so that's been good. So yeah. it's yeah. Uh, it's it definitely works. Yeah. Listener Daryl, like uh, one of our listeners on the uh, the uh, prepper group that we kind of chit chat on online. He was mentioning he lost sixty pounds on this diet, and I was like, yeah. "That's impressive. That's, phenom- like, that's phenomenal. Yeah. It's 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 great, yeah. and it's." Um, you know, and it was, I didn't, uh, I didn't believe in it when I first tried it. I was uh, a friend, a friend of mine is, is a huge fan of it. He's a huge proponent, um, started me, started me on it. And I was, I was skeptical. I was 100% skeptical. I, I, I would agree. I was the same. I was like, there's no way yeah. that like, cause it, it just sounds so contrary to everything that you've learned in school and what all yep. of the health people are saying. You're like, so I can eat as much bacon as I want and I'm going to lose weight. And you're like, yeah, yep. you're like, yep. there's yeah. no friggin' way. No way. No, it's not, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so one of the, one of the big things, and we've, we've taught, we've said it a couple of times, like the first couple of weeks that you're, that you're doing this um, feels terrible. Uh, it's often referred to as the keto flu. 
Yep. Most most of what the keto flu is is um, an imbalance in your electrolytes. So your electrolytes are your potassium, magnesium, and sodium in your uh, in your diet. That's the things where you start feeling muscle cramps. Um, you, you're you're feeling lethargic. Um, all of those all of those really uh, you know flu like symptoms is what they really are. Um, so if you're if you're deciding to if you're if you're going to test the waters and do this, one you got to keep it up for at least a month. And you got to be like hardcore about it for the first month. And two, keep up those electrolytes um, and yeah. keep it up without sugar. So Gatorade, Gatorade Zero, no yeah. sugar, very low in artificial sweeteners. Awesome. Um, now that they have that. Tasty, tasty as all get out. Uh, I know all of our local dollar stores have it. And there's one right around the corner from my work. And it's it's a godsend because um, it's it's something that tastes good, um, keeps your electrolytes up, and doesn't, uh, doesn't um, spike your insulin. So, um yeah, or even just I mean, I also I also just take them with just take them as pills. First thing in the morning, a magnesium, a potassium. Uh, make sure you've got enough sodium in your diet, which if you're eating an, an appropriate amount of bacon shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. <laughs> also, and I mean Salty it's always bass. important to, to hydrate, but it's especially important to hydrate on keto. I drink I drink I'm not even kidding, I drink five liters of water a day. And if I don't, I feel it. So yeah. I, I keep track of that. I have a I have a one liter Nalgene bottle that I have at work and I have I have a bunch of elastic bands on it. I fill it up in the morning. I roll all the elastic bands up above the the 500 mil line, and every time I fill it, I roll it down. And that way, it's it's become kind of my challenge in the day, is to have it down like roll it down like two or three times before lunch and two or three like twice more after lunch, and that keep, that keeps me hydrated. Now I also drink a ridiculous amount of coffee, which offsets the which offsets that. But uh, well, but also the fact is that you usually detox the body. So as you you know as you're shedding that fat, that you you know who knows what you're eating back then. But there's still some bad stuff in that fat. So as you use that fat, it's putting bad stuff into your body. Yep. And, and I can tell you water. exactly what I was eating then. I, I drank yeah. I drank like multiple liters of Coke a day. Yeah. And um, chips and chocolate bars. I, I, I lived on that. Right? I could I could eat pizza six days a week without any hesitation. Right? Yeah. So I mean, as you use that fat, that water is being used to flush out the system for what the yep. you know, it's kinda of like the junkie detoxes by losing their weight, they yep. they get high again off the fat in their body, right? Yep, one hundred percent. And um, the old saying, the old saying goes, right? The more water you drink, the less you retain. Yeah. So actually, uh, one thing we should touch on too is part of this diet. Um, if you use keto and IF, which is referred to as intermittent fasting, uh, that kind of amps up the efficacy of this thing. Have you guys tried that as well? One hundred percent. I uh, I regularly go sixteen to twenty hours. Um, I usually stop eating about nine o'clock at night. Don't eat until noon or one the next day. Um, go to the gym first thing in the morning. That took a little bit of getting used to, um, but once I uh, once I kind of found my rhythm with that, I love breakfast. Like I love breakfast. Um, it's a little it's a little disheartening because I you know I work during the day, so going to uh, go to the gym at you know five or six in the morning, and I don't eat until don't eat till noon. But now I eat my bacon and eggs when I come home for dinner instead. Yeah, I mean what I try to do is like I you know I try to cut myself off in the evening, like right around six p.m. And then I try and make it all the way, like do the morning dog walk where I go see my bears and you know do my hunting, uh, uh, scouting and stuff. So by the time I get back from that, it's usually seven thirty-eight in the morning. So at least I've got fourteen hours right off the bat. I mean, yep. I think if you're gonna do IF, twelve hours is a good place to start because it's not easy to do sixteen hours right off the bat. It's and, definitely not easy. And the hardcore guys can get up to twenty. I, I try to keep it around sixteen for me, especially with work. It's sixteen yeah. hours seems to work best. I mean, I, I never really focused on doing that but i mean like i said just because i just wouldn't be hungry there were yep. certainly days where that would be normal like I'd, yep. yeah 
And it's I mean, and yeah, when you're when you're not when your blood sugar is not dropping, you don't feel that you don't feel that hunger pang. You don't get you don't get that that crankiness. And I'm, it's uh, even if you're even if you're hungry, it's easier to ignore because it's not affecting your it's not affecting your your day to day operation. And another uh, maybe interesting part, at least what I found in my results uh, that kind of relates to preparedness, I found I didn't have to go to the bathroom as often. Yep. And when you do, it doesn't take as long. It's no. easier. Oh, yeah. no. Try eating chia, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'd be like I go, I crunch out a ball bearing or two, and then I'm, I'm good to go for like yeah. the, next, the next three days, you know? It is, like, it is definitely a high-efficiency, high efficiency, uh, low-waste yeah. diet. Yep. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of reminded of that scene from Dumb and Dumber when Louie uh, when gets the turbo lax, but yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's definitely so, effective for sure. Um, if you're living in the woods because it's the end of times and you just don't want to go to the bathroom, you won't. Well, you have don't want to get off sentry duty for that long, right? You yeah, gotta maintain the maintain the gates. Yeah. Yep. So it, it so. is uh, like the the the, ben the benefits are there. Um, just the big thing to remember if you're going to try this, it's carbs or fat, not carbs and fat. Yeah. Um, if you're if you're going to go, you got to you got to go all in head first. There's no there's no testing the water. Uh, and you got to give it a month. And once, like, yep. if any anybody that I've anybody that I've talked to that started it and they've given it that month and they've gone hardcore with it, um, they don't go back because it, no. it's 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 just you feel so much better. I mean, you, like you're physically feeling lighter, but my knees don't hurt. I don't snore anymore. Like all of these things just get so much. Um, you know, things things just get so much better. Yeah, there's even uh, a few. Um, like camping meals and stuff now that have taken up the, the keto thing. I think it's next mile meals or something like that. So you can get the dehydrated low carb meals and stuff like that. If you're you into beef camping. Jerky? Yeah. And you're into camping and, you know, doing all that outdoorsy stuff where you want like, Oh, I don't want to bring all this food to cook. You just pre cooked and bagged meals, just boil water, pour it in, but yep. very low carb. Um, well, you so mentioned just, the uh, you mentioned the fat. Uh, sorry, if you want to, you know, carbs or fat, you were mentioning. Just remember, yep. the fastest way to gain weight is carbs and fat. So absolutely, you are, you're well, dancing. Funny. You're dancing one on the radio play for that with. one, right? Yeah. One one of the guys I work with is the exact opposite of me. Like he is, he's not tall. He's he's really really skinny. He's trying like he's trying to put on weight, and he lives almost exclusively on pizza. <laughs> it's like it's 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 car it's carbs and fat. I mean, he's he's doing it like he's doing it this in a uh, uh, in a controlled environment with a personal trainer. So he's like he's pu yeah. he's he's putting on weight as muscle, but like the amount of mass that he's gaining by eating carbs and fat together is is noticeable yeah. in the exact opposite way of how yeah. I'm not eating of how I'm losing it. It's, um, it's, it's actually, it's rather entertaining because we're, we're, we're the exact opposite with similar goals. Yeah. So, I have a friend that body builds and that's basically, yeah, like his caloric intake is ridiculous. And like the meals that I see him eating when he's, you know, bulking up or just like, my God, man, <laughs> that's yeah. four or five meals all in one for one. Oh meal. yeah. If, if you follow um, follow the Rock on any of his social media, oh, like uh, Dwayne Johnson, yeah, that like that is a that's a big dude in general, and the like the volume of food that that man it takes in, but he is like three and a half percent body fat and can bench press a Buick without you know without breaking a sweat, and it's it's 
yeah, yeah, right. Your your goal your goals are everybody's goals are a little bit different. Um, and actually, the guy that uh, the guy that got me into this, he's uh, um, he's a, a gun nut and an Ipsic shooter and all kinds of wonderful things. But he, uh, um, Chris, he he also yeah, yeah. he also is a um, uh, is a bodybuilder. Like that dude, that, yeah. that dude is absolutely ripped. And like I would not want to meet him in a dark alley. And he's. You know, he, he's actually, he's gone, he's gone taking it to the, like the far extreme. He's gone full carnivore. Um, he eats, he doesn't yeah. even eat vegetables. He has some epic plates of meat. Yeah. 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 He's, he's nuts. I, I, I love Chris to death. He's, he's a great guy. And he, uh, um, but yeah, he's like, he's just like, he does everything he does is hardcore. Yeah. So, oh, <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm not surprised he did it that way. Just as a uh, YouTube comment response here for Danob. Um, he was asking if we had some good uh, references here other than keyboard commandos like ourselves. So, um, Janab, if you want to actually watch uh, Dr. Eric Berg or Thomas DeLauer on YouTube, they have yep. hundreds of videos on the keto diet. Um, and they're both under their own names on YouTube. Uh, I think it was Thomas DeLauer. He lost about 250 pounds, and he actually likes to show off. He's like super-duper cut now. He looks like Wolverine. But yet, you, know, you show, show pictures of him from three or four years ago, and he's a 400-pound blob. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, he, go ahead. I, I, so there was also Mo Primal had a, a podcast. I mean, I think he would kind of fall into the keyboard commando thing. But when he did it, he would cite the people that he took the information from. Yep. I yeah, believe well, he was, he was so, also on Slamfire too, right? Like he showed up yeah. on Slamfire for a uh, informational session on this. Yeah, we had him on on the Patriot podcast to talk keto years ago. Now at this point. Yeah. But uh, he had some interesting results and everything. But I, when he had his own show as well and YouTube videos, so I would say he falls into the keyboard commando thing because he's not a doctor himself. But I think he would cite where he got the information from, if I recall. Yeah, so maybe Dr. worth looking. But Doctor Eric Berg, out. he's yeah, he's Doctor yeah. Eric Berg is definitely a good uh, resource for sure. Uh, keep in mind, yeah. guys, when you're on a fast too, like. Uh, you still can have like black coffee, tea, water with a hint of lime if it's room temperature, as I as I've been told. Uh, it's so okay to have all that between uh, between meals, and you won't spike your blood sugar, right? So, anybody heard yeah. of this uh, Dr. Ken Berry? That, uh, yep, that's me. Put on the, the live chat as well. Oh, I'm just see here. Um, I haven't heard of him, but my wife probably has. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I just eat all the bacon. That's that's my job. <laughs> there's there's a uh, the book that the book that I. That, that I read first, it was it was more of a study than a book, which was completely referenced. It was written by a doctor. Um, it was called the Anabolic Solution, and I can't find it in my drive so, to remember to, to remember the guy's name. But he's he's a Canadian doctor. He's a bodybuilder. He sat on the board for like the Canadian Bodybuilding Association or something like coach coach and like medical professional to like the the Olympic teams and that was that was the the one right because everything was I think it's called the anabolic solution and that was the one that um that got it that got it uh got me going on it because it was well cited um but there are there are a lot of references out there by doctors by nutritionists that um that will uh um that are not just not just people who have an anecdotal evidence because that's all of this is, is anecdotal at this point but um and i think another i'll keep, I'll keep looking here, for that while we're while we're talking yeah another good point here brought up by a, a viewer um yep that's me just says you get a blood test before starting it's not about losing weight but getting healthy yeah 
then you got a baseline. Yeah, absolutely. I get uh, I get yearly blood tests for my uh, my work medical, so that uh, comes in handy. Um, gives us a lot of information. Um, interesting yeah. enough, like anecdotally, as I'm as an old guy now, uh, one thing I know I didn't even notice as it was happening, but as I started going on keto, the wife says, "You notice what you're not doing now?" I was like, "What's that?" She's like. Getting up for the midnight pee. I'm like, all right. So it totally does uh, regulate your not just your bowels but your bladder, um, sugar levels. It takes care of a bunch of stuff, and um, it's noticeable. Like um, I look at pictures from a few years ago. Like I when I was on Krav Maga, I was super thin, and then when I moved to BC, it was like super fat, and then I'm kind of starting to go back thin again. So it was uh, it's noticeable. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it it changes it changes absolutely everything. Um, sorry, I'm still I'm still trying to find this. The other thing that I was going to mention about it was where are my show notes here. Um, <clears throat> um, it was it was just the it was just the uh, the idea of being able to function at a high level, right? We um, if, if everybody, everybody saw uh, who was it? Kevin James was Paul Blart, the mall cop. <laughs> you guys remember that movie? It was an absolutely terrible movie, but it, it, it's certainly an indicator of what happens when you rely on sugar, right? That, like he was at a, he was at a critical moment in the movie, and things were about to go really well, and he was about to save the day, and then three feet from the three feet from the the button to make life to make life better, um, passed out because he didn't have a Snickers bar, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's it is it is absolutely a. Um, it is absolutely a thing that happens, right? If you if you crash at that at that critical moment, you're not uh, you're not doing anybody any good. Oh yeah, you should watch teenagers right now when they go off their carbs for a while. It's it's entertaining <laughs> to watch. Yeah. They don't want to hear it though. But no, no, of course they don't want to hear it. They know everything. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what, Just the Murphy though, that provides yeah. funny. So what's worse though, be- being on carbs or being on soy? What's the Oh. Well, so, so carbs are soy, so yeah. yeah but, but soy has extra extra uh, <laughs> side effects that tend not to work out well long term. Yeah, that just regular carbs like beer don't have. Yeah, like there's no there's no xenoestrogens in beer. So anyway, moving along. Yeah. Anything else to, to add in on uh, on the topic here, or shall we move into the podcast challenge? <laughs> I think I've said everything I need to say yeah, about this. I think, uh, I, think, I think we've beat that pretty hard to death. Pile, pile of bacon, pretty hard, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, off to the podcast challenge then. All so, right, I guess uh, we should see if this uh, might work for you if, as a listener. Um, I'm not uh, saying you guys need to do it, but uh, if you've tried other diets and they haven't worked for you, this one is fairly quote-unquote simple. Um just give it a try if you're interested at all. I mean, it's just it is uh, life changing for some, and it's certainly beneficial for others. And other people, it just doesn't work for them. But just give it a try. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, flip us an email at feedback at pepperpodcast.ca. Let us know what worked out, or if you've already done it and uh, you're either still doing it or you've you've figured out some tips and tricks. Uh, flip an email in, and we can get it out to the listeners. And if you have any questions about it, I mean, you know, between Ian, Gavin, and I, we've got a, a fairly broad range of experience. We might be able to help point you in the right direction if you are uh, if you are so inclined. Awesome. I'm more than happy to answer questions. Yeah, that was some upcoming events. Hey, Gavin, do you want to cover off uh, TACOM? Yeah, uh, TACOM is coming up um, September. 6th, 7th, and 8th, or 5th, 6th, and 7th, something like that. I don't know. One of those. Sixth, Thursday, sixth Thursday Friday, 
Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's the that's the time. Uh, too much sugar on the brain. Um, I'll I'll be there working the Ragnarok tactical booth, the best booth, uh, booth four thirteen. So come on out, say hello. There will be a bunch of other famous internet celebrities there. Um, uh, I thought it was going to be the master. Well, who's the master of ceremonies for the Ma- uh, master? The... Ken will be the master of ceremonies and doing a live show on the Saturday. I happen to have caught a show of his uh, ooh, about a week and a half ago now at this point, and it was excellent. Master Ken has a YouTube channel. Um, is uh, utterly epic as far as comedy goes. Um, I, I, I wish I could go down there and just beat the guy and get a picture like you did. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. But, uh, yeah, no, it's attackcomcanada.com, uh, and uh, it's at the International Center right near Pearson Airport in Toronto. Uh, how much do you know how much admission is by any chance? Uh, it depends on if it's a single day or a full day or like a full three day pass. But don't quote me on it. But I think it's somewhere around twenty dollars for the day pass, something like that. And if I, I guess it's totally close, wrong. It's closest you're going to get to shot show outside of the states, right? Pretty much. This is the largest gun show in Canada, and it is way larger than it was last year. This is its second year. It's it's going to be awesome. Absolutely awesome. Um, definitely come out and, and say hi. I'll be there. Hopefully some of you other guys will pop in and say hello if you're in the area. It's not quite Toronto. It's technically Mississauga. So You say that like it makes it better. <laughs> it, it does, marginally. Yeah. It, is there any, other than crossing a street with a political division, is there any difference between Toronto and Mississauga really anymore? Yeah, there, there is. Okay. One's Toronto, taxes one's not. are a lot lower. Yeah. One, one has Toronto police, one has Peel Regional Police. Yeah, there, there you go. go. Yeah, <laughs> one slightly less militant than the other. Ah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I've got uh, a upcoming event as well, not quite as big as TACCOM Canada, uh, a certainly a lot more demographically different than that as well, is the Parksville Gun Show. I will probably be the youngest person there by about 20 years. Um, September 15th in Coombs, BC, uh, which is uh, pretty much the middle of nowhere, but it is a quirky little tourist trap at the Coombs Fairgrounds right next to the infamous Goats on a Roof. Don't ask me. You'll have to look that one up. Uh, 8.30 a.m. on the 15th, I'll be at the CCFR booth uh, handing out pamphlets trying to get people to join the, the good fight for our firearms rights. And then, uh, Chris Gilmore is putting on a course uh, October 5th and 6th in uh, Guelph, Ontario. It's uh, Wilderness Survival Essentials. Uh, he's charging 260 bucks plus tax for the course. Uh, there is a link for it, but it's quite a long link, so I'll uh, leave it in the show notes if anybody wants to check it out or flip me an email and I can email you the link and details for it. That's coming up October 5th and 6th in Guelph. Cool. Yeah, so let's move into some shout-outs. Uh, I'll shout out our old, uh, our old gun nuts friend and competitive shooter, Chris. Uh, he got me on this, uh, got me on this in the first place and it was, uh, um, yeah, got me to where I am today. Um, hundred and 140 some odd pounds lighter. Nice. Awesome. So th- thanks, Chris. I, I, I know you're listening out there. You the man. Got a quick, uh, quick shout out just to the local uh, ham radio club here for uh, for showing me the ropes uh, the other day and setting up uh, an antenna tower and and uh, how to get her in the ground and get her secured and, and all uh, all pointing in the right direction. So that was great, and uh, they gave me a couple of ideas for getting some antennas set up at my place. So greatly cool. appreciated. All right, I'll send one out to the Island Mentor. He's a listener as well as a a very good resource and a very helpful person in general. Help me in securing the uh, vehicle that we just got. That was very much appreciated. 
Also, a little shout out to the wife who uh, has a good sense of humor, obviously, listening to me in general. Uh, but she hasn't relented on my premise that being in shape does count when I mention that round is a shape. You're, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she told me I had to get in shape. I was like, well, round's a shape. What's the problem? Yeah, yeah no. Turns out not. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, didn't some email and iTunes reviews? Uh, I had one YouTube comment uh, from Cameron Zilla, Cameron Zilla Gaming. Uh, that he said that we have one of those go so grills, get out stay out grills. They are great. That was his uh, one word or one sentence review. Awesome. Uh, that is that is good feedback. I can't wait to try one out and see what see where it takes us. I'm gonna bring a demo one out with me. We're doing the big uh, annual fishing trip in uh, about a week or so here. So I can take it yes. out uh, to the middle of nowhere with me, and we're gonna cook a meal on it and see how it goes. Cool. So. And as far as iTunes reviews go, uh, we are at uh, 29 five stars. We've still got that one little guy at uh, four stars and that uh, one one star keeping us honest and making sure we know we're doing a good job. So. Was it Churchill that said, if you have enemies, that's a good thing. It means you've stood up for something in your life. I think that was a Churchillism. Yeah. So yeah, that or haters going to hate, I think. Haters going to hate. I mean, that's basically yeah. what it means. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm also more really convinced that, that, one, yeah. that one star came from Andrew, but. Yeah. You know, that's because we're getting we're getting bigger. <laughs> that's got to be yeah. it. Yeah, he's kind of a d bag. <laughs> <laughs> it was Gavin that said that, not me. Just for record. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I'll say it to his face too. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, as far as the inbox goes for email, it's empty. So nothing. That's uh, sad. Yeah. Tell, Talk to us. We're lonely. It's just the, it's yeah, just the four. Yeah. It's just the three or four of us laughing at our own jokes. If you guys don't talk to us, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, we encourage the hate mail. Um, Absolutely, your, your hate feeds me. Yeah, yeah. that's us. It really right. does. Sparks some great debates. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So instead of just putting that one star in and remaining silent, flip an email into feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. This, this particular working. episode was based on it was based on a listener suggestion. It was Daryl, yeah. wasn't it? So if you want to be part of the solution, then let us know what you want to hear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we had a couple of people asking for it. So there and there's go. nothing worse than nothing worse than giving out bad information and not correcting it later unless somebody actually tells us where we went wrong. So Yep. Ooh, still bitter about that one, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Well, with that, I'll bring episode thirty-five of the Canadian Prepper Podcast to an end. Uh, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Uh, please help us out. Take a few minutes, submit a review, even a one star. Helps uh, other people find us. And uh, you can also find us at prepperpodcast.ca and Facebook. We do record these shows on StreamYard. If you want an early peek at the show, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Canadian Prepper Podcast. Click the notifications tab. That'll let you know when we're going live. Uh, if you want to talk to me directly, uh, even if you have any questions about being on keto and what you can eat and what you can't, uh, you can find me on Instagram at PPSWO. Hey, That's all I got. Where can everybody find you? Uh, other than attack on live and in person, you can find me on the Instagram at urbex underscore GTA. Sweet. Are you on another podcast as well? We're on a bit of a hiatus, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Canadian Patriot podcast, if and when we ever get this rolling again, which we, we will. We just, the whole Google Hangouts thing really, really cut us deep. Very know, we transitioned okay. Yeah, we've just been traveling a lot, <laughs> haven't had a chance to figure it all out. 
we were we were better prepared for the change. Ah, ooh, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Fired. That is fair. Um, although yeah. there there is some some chatter right now about doing a show immediately following this one because we can't let you guys apparently have the number one live spot for too long. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have we'll have it for two hours, and that's what counts. But yeah. my, my reply is, I have no idea how to get this thing working with the thing. So, Ian, I might need to pick your brain shortly following the conclusion of this. I will defer to Eric right off the bat. I want to um, stay in the number one podcast spot, so can't help. Yeah. <laughs> just, just really, really bad advice. Yeah. Uh, Google All right, so uh, if you need to get a hold of me, you can reach Ian directly by emailing me at islandrepeat at gmail.com. You can also find me on Canadian Patriot Podcast when it uh, resumes uh, broadcasting, also available on iTunes and YouTube. There you can find us discussing government waste, squirreling off on the odd firearms-related banter, and exposing, exposing the daily loss of freedoms we face. Awesome. Jerks. <laughs> government jerks. Jerks. Check out Rapid Survival at rapidsurvival.com. You can get me there in the live chat uh, while you're buying some prepper gear. Uh, you can also email me at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. So uh, thanks for joining us, and you can tune in for the next episode. We're going to be covering off canning and the fall harvest. So until next time, be prepared, stay safe, and keep learning. <laughs>